Hey guys, welcome to The Real Guy Podcast. Today's episode, Jeff and I get a little more serious talking about the latest water quality issues in Biscayne Bay and Fort Lauderdale. We also talk in depth about the control that the media currently has over everyone in terms of what's being talked about and what's not being talked about. Hope you guys enjoy this episode of The Real Guy Podcast and run that dog. Clear the airwaves. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is The Real Guy Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to The Real Guy Podcast today. We're in the Lunker Dog Studios and this has been a freaking crazy week here in South Florida. I got the shepherd, everybody's favorite millennial, Stephen Busaka in the uh, studio today. What's up, Steve? Dude, this week's been, yesterday was hard, dude. Because it's emotional for everybody. Yeah. And for anybody that doesn't know, um, crazy huge algae bloom in North Biscayne Bay this week. And the reason there's this crazy huge algae bloom in Biscayne Bay this week that takes all the oxygen out of the water and creates big fish kills. It stinks like holy hell. And um, it's pretty much Florida's number one form of destruction for marine wildlife, marine areas. And it's this crazy algae bloom. But this is so predictable, Busaka. Friggin' in North Miami, around that Alita River area, they've been dumping sewage in the water there for decades. Decades. In this last few years, they're replacing a big main pipe there. In The uh, one that was put in like the 50s? Well, there's a big giant main pipe. Same exact thing that happens here in Fort Lauderdale. Big giant main pump uh, pipe that's the main water sewage pipe. And that goes from east to west and it parallels Sunny Isles Boulevard. And if anybody's not familiar with Sunny Isles, they're putting up these massive condos in massive numbers of apartments and condos on the beach in Sunny Isles Boulevard. And they've been doing that for a long time. But Sunny Isles Boulevard used to be all like mom and pop type hotels. Um, restaurants. Restaurants. There was like, you know, the hotels were big, but they were, you know, they were smaller. They weren't the giant chains. And they were only like two stories. And people like my parents' age, when they came to Florida back in the 70s and 80s, that was the place to go. You know what I mean? Um, or one of the places to go. But that was, you know, Miami Beach. They would get these little places and down there in Sunny House. And they replaced the whole A1A with these huge condos. And I mean huge. I'm talking about, you know, 40 stories. Basically what they're doing down there is exactly what we've been having to deal with in Fort Lauderdale. Right. But these idiots build out the big condos and stuff before they build out the infrastructure. So what happens is all those people need the infrastructure. The infrastructure was built for a tenth of the amount of people that are down there before. And where does the excess sewage end up going ultimately? Right into the intercoastal. And this has been going on and on and on for years, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. And in the areas that it's been going on, is where we're seeing these gigantic algae blooms. So there's this confusion going on between a lot of the listeners. Like, is it sewage? Is it algae? Is it lack of oxygen? It's a chain reaction. One leads to the other. It's all a domino effect. Right. It's all of the above. And then today, just before we started the recording, I get photos from North Broward in the intercoastal. And it's where they're fixing the sewage pipes in North Broward 
There's a huge spill again today. And when I mean huge, okay, we're not talking about hundreds of thousands of gallons like the ones we made the news for. But I think it was three or four days ago, 15th Street had a rupture again. And let's just call it 20,000, 30,000 gallons. Now, on the north side of Broward, 20, 30,000 gallons. And this is happening weekly, damn near. It's getting close to daily now, dude. But Biscayne Bay hit different, though, dude. Biscayne Bay, for me, hit a little bit different because, you know, it's you, get, you end up getting kind of connected to certain places because of the experiences that you have there. So it becomes emotional. The, the areas that have been most affected in Biscayne Bay, you haven't been fishing in. But it still worries me. It's like, no, but it's not in South Biscayne Bay yet. And that's the thing that worries me. Well, some of that water is going down there to South Biscayne Bay. The tide's going to um, push it in and out. And maybe we can't visually see it or whatever. But it's there. It's there. And that contaminated water, maybe not, maybe not strong enough to kill big fish where you can see. You know them floating up and stuff, but larvae and the small shrimp. little small little living organisms, you know, um, are being affected. And all that grass area and stuff down there in South Biscayne Bay used to be in North Biscayne Bay. That's where all that stuff lives, and that's what's getting caked with this poison. But I went to a birthday party last night, right over here in Rio Vista. One of some of my favorite people. Um, and, I don't know, it wasn't a giant group, but it was a nice party of about 15 or so. And the people that were in that party live on the water, a lot of them. Almost all of them boat. As a matter of fact, they were talking about, you know, their summer and how many Keys vacations they've been on and what was good and when the weather was great and when it wasn't. And the conversation last night had a lot to do with them spending time, their summer on the water. And these are people that live right in the area of Fort Lauderdale where the biggest and most nastiest sewage breaks were. You know what I mean? I'm, I mean, literally a couple of blocks away. You can smell it, basically, from where they are. Dude, I mean, a couple blocks away from Tarpon River. And um, the other thing about this crowd of people, very intelligent people, all of them. You know what I mean? Most a bunch of lawyers and stuff. They've been well-educated. I mean, just... You know, good people. You know, all of them I met basically through um, either living here, you know, since we were kids. A lot of them I got to know because Victoria's just spent the last 10 years at St. Anthony's Catholic School, which is right down here in the hub of Fort Lauderdale. So a lot of these parents and stuff have kids. So if I didn't know them before, I got to know them now. And the conversation was about the water all night long. Except for the trap that everybody falls in with the media. So they're talking about the water, but they're not talking about the quality of the water. They're not talking about the issues we're having with the water. As a matter of fact, in the back of their mind somewhere, they know that there's an issue. You know what I mean? But that's but not the topic of conversation. The topic of conversation was how many lobsters they got, how clear the water was. You know, uh, how many days they spent in the Keys, which neighbors they pissed off. You know, all that kind of talk. And it was good. You know, stuff that you should be talking about, you know, at a birthday. And um, then, and the media has everybody right where they want them. No, I'm not kidding. The media has everybody right where they want them. 
Elaborate on that. Well, what do you think everybody talked about last night? They talked about COVID. They talked about Black, Black Lives, Lives Matter. Matter. And they talked about the election, the upcoming election. That's all you hear. Except when they talked about the election, it was like two people at a time. Because they didn't want to get into confrontation between who the libs were there and who the freaking conservatives were there. Yeah. Which so, is normal. Yeah, it's normal, but it ain't right. Yeah. Everybody should be able to speak without offending anybody. Yeah. But see, the, what I'm getting at is the media has everybody right where they want them. Even the smartest people. Even the people that lived through the sewage crisis here in Fort Lauderdale. Even the people whose kids are going to be on the water this week. And they got them talking about Black Lives Matter, which is a bunch of horse shit. Okay? It's not like I'm not into black lives. I got some best friends in my life are black. Yes, I'm not I'm into not. all that racial bullshit. I'm not into all that political bullshit. But that's what they were talking about at the party. And COVID. And COVID. And everybody's still talking about COVID. And the funny thing is, Jeff, I was actually saying that it's this whole crisis that we're having with the water quality. That's a pandemic. That's a pandemic. We're basically, there's a pandemic within the pandemic. Well, it's an ongoing issue, and it's an issue that the media, it's not their narrative, so they don't give a shit. Even the local media in Miami and in Fort Lauderdale, little blurbs on the algae bloom. But the problem is they're little, so then everybody Lit thinks it must not be that bad. Right, little blurbs. Not a big deal. Not something you should talk about. You should talk about the election. You should talk about Black Lives Matter. You should talk about COVID. The narrative that they want you to talk about, people are talking about. That's how, but that's how it's always been for decades. But it's a little bit different last night. And I'll tell you why it's a little bit different last night. Because the 15th Street blow up, the sewage blow up that happened, was literally a couple blocks away. The Biscayne Bay fish kill was happening now. The pictures are going around the internet now topic never came up the topic never came up which means the media is winning the media is controlling what people talk about what people think about what people are concerned with why would they not want to talk about those water quality issues is my whole thing but then i think back to they're the ones they know who and what's causing it and it's all an agenda, dude. Dude, it's bought and paid for. That's what I mean. It's bought and paid for. The media. They all have an agenda, and they're told what they can talk about and what they can't talk about. And if you don't think it's bought and paid for, look at the huge companies. Huge companies that sponsored Black Lives Matter in the last six months. Throw millions and millions and millions of dollars at it. Any of those companies throwing millions and millions and millions of dollars at the water quality problems that we're having? No. no. And if Not they, one. But if they did, then the media would cover would it. Would cover it. It's all about money, and it's well, so blatant. And then it's also about these big political friggin' agendas. Everybody is falling into the trap, and they are winning. It's true. It's true. I'll tell you right now. There's three networks and affiliations, or I should say one network, two affiliations, that I just will not watch anymore. What are they? ESPN. Okay. Okay, now realize, I love sports. 
But all of the, I would say all the reasons, but a lot of the reasons I love sports is because it's something that you can share with everybody. It breaks down barriers, dude. It breaks down all the barriers. So, I don't like ESPN being one-sided and telling people what their morals should be and what they should, what they're concerned about, and just this that whole slanted way of reporting that is not for sports that's for cnn fox news all these political channels it's not for it's a sports network i don't want to hear about that crap whether they're right or wrong is indifferent i could give two shits i do not want to hear about that i want to watch sports Sports. i want to look at stuff that i don't normally get to freaking look at i want to hear about stuff that they're supposed to be so i canceled espn okay cool thing about that is I get paid for doing something I wanted. I didn't realize that friggin' ESPN was like half of my cable bill. Are you serious? Yeah. The amount of money I saved by getting rid of ESPN was pretty friggin' phenomenal. So I'm getting paid for doing something that I want to do, which doesn't, you know, it's, it's a nice scenario, okay? <laughs> it's convenient. It's convenient. The other thing that I'm really kind of totally friggin' upset about is the NFL. I mean, I... Dude, I don't care what you guys are into. Just leave me alone. I just want to friggin' watch, watch the friggin' football games. I don't want my favorite players to be political activists. I don't want the play. I, I just want it to be football. Well, that's- and the NFL, being the National Football League, should lead their players in a direction to say... Can we be football players? Can we be a football league? Not a political fucking league. Not something where... Well, that's like the problem with a lot of the celebrities in Hollywood. Those people are retards. Forget about them. I'm not going to spend 10 minutes talking about the idiots in Hollywood. Are you fucking kidding me? We got enough idiots right around here to talk about. But I'm just saying to you that this year, I am not doing... The NBA, the NFL, or ESPN. And it totally bugs me, especially the NBA. Because i kind of been getting into the heat the last few years. We went to a few heat games, remember, last right. year. And Victoria, fun. my kid, likes the heat. And it's fun. You know, we've been going and that uh, taking advantage of that bright, bright line, line train. Yep. And it was kind of like a little thing to do. But I'm not going down there. And, well, right now it'd be Orlando. But that's the other thing, COVID, right? It's all about COVID. But I'm not going down to Miami to watch basketball and have a political friggin' billboard on the floor. Whether I agree with it or not is irrelevant. I don't want to see it. I don't want to think about it. And then it brainwashes the kids. Well, what happens is, is then they think is then it goes back to where you say about how the media has everybody right where they want them. When you keep showing them pe- people stuff like this, that's all they want to talk about. Right. It's brain- And that's all they think about. Right. It's like a brainwash type system. And it's friggin' universal from the kids to the grandparents and everywhere in between. It's manipulated. It's paid for. It's designed. On a positive note, people like me. People like you are tuning away from these networks. They're losing people. They're losing people. TV's losing people. And more importantly, independent media is on a huge growth rate. 
which I think is the key to success. And the reason I think it's the key to success is because this unrelenting chokehold the media has on everyday people, good people, is being lifted. You know what I mean? Podcasts are huge. Huge. And the reason podcasts are huge is because you can speak to an audience of people that actually care about what you're speaking about. And if more people than that are already, you know, on the podcast want to hear about it, then it grows and it grows and it grows. The snowball effect. Yeah, exactly. A snowball effect, which is exactly what's happening with a lot of this environmental media that we're putting out on this podcast, that the Captains for Clean Waters are putting out, that uh, uh, American Water Security Project is putting out. But the, the hard thing about these big foundations, right, is they're trying to put that media out so everyday people can hear it. And they're trying to do the science, the legislation, and all the friggin' behind-the-door work at the same time. And it's extremely difficult to do both of those at the same time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And going forward, um, I think it's extremely important for people like us, podcasts like us, to make sure we understand what's going on and then do our own media on it because the stuff is not going anywhere. I mean, it's getting what, worse. No, but I mean is I mean the media. I mean the podcasts. I mean the YouTube videos. I mean the Instagram posts. I mean all the different articles and, and stuff that are going around. All the science. It's not going anywhere. No. The stuff that you put up today, somebody can read two years from now. And you can put more and more and more stuff up. Now, the harder part is, in regular conversation, in a party like I was at last night, where water quality really has something to do with these people's lives. Everybody only has so much capacity. Everybody only has so much energy. You've got to get some of that energy that the traditional media is absorbing like a friggin' sponge. Right. <laughs> so just get a little bit of that energy. You know what I mean? That's going to be the job going forward. You gotta develop a passion for it. You gotta develop a passion for it. The other thing, it's a baby step forward. But this local government here in Fort Lauderdale, election time, we got two guys running for mayor that are using water quality as their number one priority and topic. That's a good start, finally. You people know what I mean? Even, people didn't even want to talk about it a few months ago. Dude, I'm 50, 51 years old. I've been living in this town friggin' since I can remember. I never have ever could remember anybody even speaking about water quality, never mind competing on who's going to do the best and make it the biggest priority. So there has been a change here in Fort Lauderdale. But the reason there has been a change here in Fort Lauderdale is because people like you and me and all these good citizens that have got involved, even though it's a minority, at least they got involved and they're speaking out. And the people here 
And the small nucleus of Fort Lauderdale know that. And the people running and need those people as constituents get it. And it's actually happening. We're small but mighty, dude. Well, it's a start. And you've got to start the race to win the race. But going forward, we're going to start producing more podcasts, more YouTube videos, more live shows, more expert guests. Like, I can't wait to get this week. What is it? Dr. Dr. Jen. Dr. Jen from the Bonefish Tarpon Trust. She's from uh, FIU's um, Fisheries Lab. Okay. She's going to be on the podcast, correct? Monday night, yep. So, to get this lady on at the right time. It's perfect. Can I just get a little bit? Can I just steal a little bit of that energy away from the mainstream media? Yeah. To listen to this lady. And then I reached out to the Miami Waterkeeper lady. I can't wait to get her on there. Because maybe I can just get a little bit more. And then I just did the podcast with Dean, the mayor of Fort Lauderdale. And maybe I can get just a little bit more. You know what I mean? I just need a little bit here and there. Give me a little bit more. Give me 10 more listeners. Give me 10 more people that actually want to do something. When the worm and I went down to 15th Street the other day to look at the latest sewage spill, and we simply go live, and we say what we see, and we tell it like it is. And all I did was mention, I said, hey, if you want to get involved, you know, reach out to me. And dude, my social media lit up. People want to know more. People are starting to care now, dude. People are starting to wake up. And I just hope that a year from now, when I go to my buddy's birthday party again, things are a little different. People are talking a little bit different. Let me tell you something else cool about the birthday party the other night, or last night. One of the dudes that I haven't talked to in a long time, just because of this COVID thing, everybody's been laying low. I think the last time he heard anything about the podcast, we were celebrating the 100th podcast, right? Oh, wow. That was a while ago. That was a few months ago. So we celebrated the, uh, the 100th podcast, and we made it big all over social media, and that really got in my network of people. And they were congratulating, hey, good job, blah, blah, blah. So it's getting towards the end of the night, and the Biscayne Bay thing is in the back of my mind, and I'm starting to think, to, I'm getting a little disgusted that nobody really wants to talk about water. Nobody else brought it up. I'm not going to push the issue at a party. I'm not, I don't know, when I go to these parties, you know, I just want to make everybody else happy, celebrate the birthday, get in and out. So, you know, I'm getting, I'm starting to get a little frustrated. I'm just thinking, you know, I'm going to go through this whole night and not one person, you know, is going to really want to talk about the elephant in the room. Talk about the elephant <laughs> in the room, you know, or or even like, you know, just acknowledge that, there is an alternative way of getting information. And then about a half hour before I left, one of the guys said to me, hey, Jeff, how you doing with your podcast? Right. And I was just like, it's doing great. Thanks for asking. And I literally meant thanks for asking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I knew that I got a little bit of that guy's energy. I knew that I could friggin... Influence that dude on the media that I want to put out. I knew I had just a little piece. Yeah, it felt good, right? Right. I was like, <laughs> all right. And I needed that at the end of that party. Because if I would have went home and tried to go to sleep and thought to myself, God, I didn't even make a dent with my own people. It would have been hard to fall asleep. Shit like that keeps me up at night. Dude. 
So can I share an experience I had similar to yours? Yeah. So one of my friends, Kat, up in uh, Nashville. I've got all these friends in Nashville. It's funny. Um, I got her recently turned on to our podcast. No, she knows nothing about fishing. Um, but, you know, I asked her to give – well, first I asked her if she would at least give us a five-star rating, which she very graciously did. And, um, and I said, well, why don't you listen to one and see what you think? So she did. And then all of a sudden, you know, here we are like three weeks later – and like every week she's like saying like referencing the different podcasts that we've had coming. I was like, wait, so you've actually been like kind of listening regularly now. She's like, yeah. She goes, you know, I, I'm, I'm actually kind of impressed. She goes, you, she goes, you guys are great. She's like, you guys have opened up a whole new world to me that I didn't even know about. Dude, that was like, you talked about you got a little bit of energy. I, got, I feel like I got a lot of energy. Dude. Right? right. That was such a good feel. I remember... Going to sleep that night, I thought to myself, I was like, this is what, we're, this is what we've been trying to do. It doesn't have to just be the people that are into fishing or the outdoors. Just regular Joes listening in and going, huh, that's interesting. I never knew that. And think about that. That's, not, that's a new phenomenon. What I mean by that is your friend, how old is she? Uh, she's like 23, 24? 23, 24 years old. The younger, the better. The... Um, She's choosing to spend her time to hear that. That's what I'm saying. She has, there's so many other things she could be listening to. Small win. It's a small win. Against the big. Against the big media. Media bullshit. The big bad media. The big bad media. <laughs> Dude, not kidding. Not kidding. I mean, and that's one of the, my, my other arguments at this point in time. It's going to be in the future soon. Maybe not so much about the money. You know I don't I mean? want it to be about the money, dude. Well, none of us want it to be about the money, but it's a trap that we're all in, you know. And it's 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 corporate driven. It's, yeah. It's it's driven by the biggest money in the world, and um, starting to lash back just a little bit. Just a we're little starting bit. to push back a little bit. Just a little bit. Remember Rock? Was it Rocky? No, it was um, the Raging Bull. Oh, Robert De Niro. Raging Bull, right? You know I never saw that movie. Dude, you got to watch it. I know. Ra Not only do you got to watch Raging Bull, it's good to watch it like multiple times back to back because it, 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 it's one of those movies that kind of grows on you and you the little shit that you missed the first time. You start to notice little different things every time you watch it. So freaking, I think he's training or whatever. And um, he's totally dehydrated and he just wants a little bit of ice. And he's begging. He's like, just give me a little bit, just a little ice, just a little sliver. And he's freaking begging for the ice. I don't know. It's kind of like we're be like we're just begging for a little bit of ice. Just give me a little just bit. Just a little bit of ice. Give me a little bit. And then you know, and I think um I think it's 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 heading towards the right direction. I think I'm feeling I'm feeling like there's a way to make things come together a little bit better, a little bit faster, a little bit stronger. Cuz I got to tell you, man, for a little while Feeling kind of helpless. Well, I wouldn't say helpless, and almost like we're kind of just kind of going round and round in circles, in the sense where it's like you know we we are we're very passionate about these issues, and we're passionate enough to actually get on here, and like you said, you know we want to put out more podcasts, want to go live because it's our passion, it's our why, as they say. Yeah. And the fact that other people are now starting, and as we always say, it's becoming cool. 
right. to care about these things. Right. That's it, that, again that little bit of energy. Yeah. Keep it coming. Yeah. Keep yeah. it coming. So anyway, guys, we're gonna wrap the podcast up. If you're at a social event or you're at a party or whatever, don't freaking get crazy and like try to you know manipulate people because you're fighting a power that's so huge. But what you can do is do small little things. Like ask them if they ever heard about the Real Guy podcast, you know, or maybe the Miami Waterkeepers or the Bonefish Tarpon Trust or the American Water Security Project or Captains for Clean Waters. And it goes on and on and on and on. If you like the entertainment that we give, push them to the podcast. Maybe they'll like it just as much as you. And one by one, piece by piece, we'll start to devour some of that energy and get it going in the right direction. A little bit of ice. Dude, all that bullshit because I went to a birthday party last night. Can you imagine? I believe it. I can believe it. You get messages in weird ways. That's a sign from up above, dude. <laughs> it's a sign. It's definitely a sign. Anyway, thanks for listening to the podcast. That's Stephen Busaka, the shepherd, everybody's favorite millennial. And Captain Jeff. And uh, thanks for listening to our hard shit. Run that dog. Run that dog. Run that dog.